Welcome to the rarely seen Mercedes Implosion. Welcome back to Motorsport 101. It's, it's kind of weird to even call it an implosion when one of their four cars still won a race, but here we are. Formula Re, everybody. Hi, gang. Andre Harrison here. Welcome to episode 297 of Motorsport 101, and, uh... Oh boy, uh, it wouldn't be a Formula E podcast without lots of carnage, lots of crazy, and as, as Cam eloquently put it, the paradoxical nature of Schrodinger's Formula E team, where a team can be simultaneously the best and the worst, both at the same time. It's very weird, and we'll get into the details of that very shortly. But with me, as always on the show, we have RJ O'Connell. Hello, sir. Great to be back as usual, and um, jumping the gun a bit, great to be back, Mr. Mark Marquez, back on a bike, yeah. in a MotoGP competitive session. Yeah, for, for everyone watching watching this or listening in, uh, you guys know how well Mark Marquez did last weekend, we don't. <laughs> Yeah, we're well, we know that in uh, the first practice session, yeah. uh, he got third after 265 days away from a racing motorcycle. <laughs> what is he? He's the greatest anomaly in motorcycle racing, and yeah, it's going to mean the championship might be a little less open, but it's going to mean MotoGP is better overall. And you'll hear more all about how this wrapped up in our future episodes. Yep. Indeed. Um, yeah, we're recording this on Friday, April 16th, so uh, we've just got through the first day of practice here, so we're all just a little bit mystified about that, and it's worth talking a little bit about it in the intro, because it's not really going to fit anywhere else. Um, but, I mean, <laughs> one one tweet summed it up better than I ever could, and it was a tweet from former five-time MotoGP forward slash creative tweets, Twitter troll Jorge Lorenzo. Now, <laughs> Jorge Lorenzo at one point broke his collarbone, had surgery on it, had a plate fit in, flew back to a racetrack at Assen, and finished in the top five all in the same weekend. This man saw Marquez finish third in free practice one and tweet, and I quote, What planet are you from? <laughs> Jorge <laughs> Lorenzo said that Lorenzo who's probably a borderline top 5 rider to ever grace this earth yeah the, the other guy who's defined the last 10 or so years in uh, MotoGP yeah. alongside him Casey Stoner etc um, when he's when he's just left without words at what something you've done it's pretty special it's like everyone was delighted to have him back and then terrified once they saw him on an actual timing sheet. It's like, wait, he's not ridden a bike in nine months and he's this close to us? Um, yeah. On a bike that we know By is probably a donkey. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. By his own admission, he is nowhere near 100% and goes seven-tenths clear of the next closest Honda guy. What the fuck? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. I said, more on Mark Marquez. Probably on episode 299, if I had to guess. More on that next week. Probably. In the meantime, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we've also got to mention Ryan King, who's decided to bring an abomination of a football shirt onto the podcast that should be burned <laughs> for all history. King, explain yourself. Hey, 
I, I, I just wanted to wear something different today. You know, <laughs> usually, usually most Formula E episodes, I, I do a little nod to our favorite Formula E compensator, but this week I decided to do <laughs> something different. And this was this is what you get for those of you guys who are listening and not watching the video version. It's a 2018 Germany World Cup shirt. Now, for you guys that aren't soccer fans out there, King, why don't you enlighten the crowd about how well the reigning world champions Germany got on in that World Cup? Uh, they didn't make it out of the group stage. Ah! It, 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 yeah, in a group that had Sweden and South Korea in it, Germany finished bottom of their group. This was the greatest fusion of this was the greatest alliance between Mexico and South Korea since a bunch of white dudes decided they wanted to start their own combination Korea barbecue slash taqueria. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know which and you know which one it it, it it likely exists in your hometown. You know damn well that it does. <laughs> I've got nothing. <laughs> you know what, King? All is forgiven. I hope. I, um, I hope- I, I, I hope Gordon Ramsay walks in the door and closes the place down on sight out of principle. <laughs> he's finishing the service and he's empty in the kitchen. Speaking of which, Cam Buckley is here. Hello, Cam. Hello, everyone. Uh, unlike King, who just wore an abomination of a shirt to the show, I'm just repping my favorite band. I'm just. I'm, I'm simple. I'm like also that. repping my favorite team. I'm a corporate simp. <laughs> How's yeah, and now Dre going? is about to write, and now Dre is about to write an incredibly strongly worded email to the head of the FIA. Yeah, dear FIA, I find your rules to target Mercedes deeply egregious. Lawyer up, you mother fuck. Anyway, um, in episode 297, brand. <laughs> in episode 297 of Motorsport 101 tonight, we'll be talking about. The Formula E Rome doubleheader we had this past weekend, which featured no less than three ridiculous notable incidents. Mercedes winning and having a double DNF all in the same weekend. Rene Rast goes Rene fast, and then Rene fast goes Rene into a wall. And that barely scratches the surface of the weekend in general. There's a lot to get through on this one. A lot of interesting stuff to get through here. Um, we'll be talking about Mercedes weekend, we'll be talking about some of the bumps that were around, um, and we'll be talking about some of the quote-unquote, as we put in the set list, ruthless aggression that took part during this weekend, because it was rough. Oh, was it ruthless? Even by Formula E standards, this was, uh, ruthless, to say the least. So ruthless that John Cena came out and said it. Um, so, yeah, this is gonna be a, a wild one indeed. But General Housekeeper, basically, you can find us real quick before we get into that. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. If you're watching us on there, hi! Subscribe! Like the video! Hit the bell! You get notifications as to when all your content goes up. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter, Motorsport underscore 101, and our handles are on the screen now if you're watching on YouTube. If not, they're at Harrison101HD at Ryan Eric King at RJ O'Connell and at CBuckley917 if you can follow us on Instagram as well and Motorsport101Pod and if you really like us you can back us financially on Patreon patreon.com forward slash Motorsport101 $5 gets you early access to all of the audio versions of the show $10 gets you in the supporters club of our Discord server and you can listen and watch these episodes live as they're being recorded 
all those details well, and much more on our website, motorsport101.com. Yes, I know it's kind yeah, of via Discord. You did the old, <laughs> you, did, you did the old housekeeping, not the new housekeeping. With the when new you back yeah. us at the ten dollar level, you can watch us on an unlisted YouTube video that goes up before we put all the bells and whistles on it to make it look like all of our normal podcasts. Don't yeah. worry, I got you, fam. Would you rather I have the old? Would you rather have that instead? Really? <laughs> Silence, Buckley. <laughs> back in the corner. Right. After this quick musical interlude, we'll be back to talk about Formula E. But after all, when in Rome. Wait, are we all in corners? I mean, there's four of us. We occupy a corner of the screen. <sighs> Let's get into Formula E and a quick review on the first two, the two races itself. Race one was somehow won by John Eric Verne, which was actually more surprising if you actually watched it compared to if you just read it out without context. Um, it was a bit of a shithousery finish. Lucas Degrassi was looking pretty comfortable up front and was looking good to win. His drivetrain dies of about four minutes to go, and it led to utter carnage behind him as both... Mercedes car had to take evasive action. Stoffel spun out and hit the wall. Nick DeFries also climbed into the back wall. Both Mercs failed to finish. Um, it was a hot mess. The race ended on the safety car. And uh, yeah, John Eric Verne, after all of that, somehow, who didn't really look like he was going to win at any point, wins the race. Mercedes with... victimized by the old, uh, by the old open manhole cover special. Yeah, the 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 Baku the Baku welcome this manhole special indeed. Um, the uplifting manhole was what probably led to Stoffel spinning out and hitting the wall. Um, and as a direct result of that as well, Jaguar had a double podium finish with Bird and Evans second and third. We believe their first world championship double podium since. Before I was even born, in 1991, apparently. Um, yeah, Jack, the good Jack old days when they were in when the World Sports Car Championship with Ross Braun's XJR14. Mm. You know that Ross Braun guy? It seems like he has potential as a uh, car designer and a technical mind in the sport in general. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what happened to nah, him? Nah, I think he'll just fade away like the rest of Jaguars ah, motorsport. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, Adrian knew he built a pretty neat Leighton house at one time, but I, I, can he really build a fast Williams? We'll see. Yeah, I just yeah that 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 was before I was even born. Like I was born in '92. Like for perspective here, folks. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, Jaguar with that would also, I believe, would take the championship lead, both championship leads, by the time the weekend was all said and done, which is already causing King to break out in a cold sweat. Um, which is uh, even though he's on brand with the color exactly as predicted. Of course, Panasonic Jaguar leading both titles. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We, we're terrible at this. I'm sorry. Cam, I did not know that Jaguar was still owned by Ford because looking at those Jaguars performing at Rome, I thought that they were a Ford GT40 in a historic car race. Uh, I, I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> replace the replace the Vietnam Fortunate Son meme with a uh, sex type thing by Stone If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. Other notables uh, in that first race, we had a we had a nuts incident. We'll break down a little bit in a minute with uh, 
Andre Lotterer and Stoffel Van Dorn in what I described as the world's fastest and also slowest game of chicken into a breaking zone where Lotterer was like, if gap car, and Van Dorn was like, bet. Um, neither gave up position, and um, Lotterer got crunched in a very similar incident to Sam Bird we had in the season opener. Um, and yeah, it was ugly. Um, yeah, came Lotterer's the- car, after the fact, mm. was... Um- it, it was the 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 car equivalent of leave me in, coach. I can still play. This is anti super form of violence, by the way. Indeed, he got five seconds oh. out of the time penalty for squeezing Van Dorn out. Also, shout out to Rene Rasti went from twenty first to sixth. Race two had a different story. Stoffel Van Dorn got to the front early and then took off. Um, Va- um, King could finally say it's Stoffel season on Discord un- unobjectively. It's been long overdue, King. Go on, have your moment. Say it's Stoffel season. It's Stoffel season. There it is. <laughs> Beautiful. For now. Have, have those words <laughs> resonate with your soul. <laughs> so, so, King, when's the Leaf of Andros cover album coming out? <laughs> oh, my God, please. <laughs> I will I will take down Riverside FM <laughs> with my bare hands. Riverside FM didn't pay us. We're paying them. Indeed. They're not good. We're paying uh, yeah. them. Yeah. Even though we had a final lap sprint finish at the end of the race, unfortunately, Rene Ras went a bit too fast on this occasion and ended up putting it in the wall, forced a late safety car. Um, we had a one lap sprint finish, which, you know, we had, t- again, two big incidents of Eldora Mortara with arguably the save of the season to go alongside the overtake of the season so far somehow didn't lose it uh, even though he broke I think his foot was beyond the firewall at that point in time um, and somehow was able to save it um, five seconds later behind him Nick DeFreeze did not um, and next thing you know he's on the inside of a free ride sandwich that was never going to work he clatters into the side of Bird and Roland messy more on that in a minute also rj i have to say it get your mans nick you, cassidy uh, had his first again, ever what pole. did i say about anti-super formula violence happening this weekend yeah okay. um nick, nick cassidy puts it on pole with one of the best qualifying laps i've seen in recent memory mm. just completely out of control leads the field to green goes into turn one and spins no <laughs> It could have been worse. All I can say, RJ, as a member of the Sebastian Vettel fan club is, is that solidarity, brother. Well, I'm with you. Fight the power. Um, you're not alone in all this. <laughs> he takes a big swig of the drink. Um, yes, indeed. Um, we also How much had... absinthe is in there? I also love that he also had Wemmy on the grassy violence as well. We'll again? get to that very shortly. As Yes, again. again. A chop block scene around the world. And uh, we, we were this close to celebrating the first podium for Norman Nato as well. But unfortunately, he got hit with the old power overuse penalty, which is now a straight disqualification. Um, he went over the line at 0.0. Dang it. Um, a podium ripped away for Norman Nato, which is a darn shame. Um, so, yeah, let's get into... Uh, we have to talk about Mercedes here, surely, first and foremost, because it's such a fascinating like situation. The, they're, they're the most successful dumpster conflagration I've ever seen. 
H how do you sum up that weekend if you're Mercedes? Because it's like, on one hand, you won race two. On the other hand, you blew you, a ton of points in race one. You you, st <sighs> you stumble into the, the team hauler, broken bones, bleeding, like, hey, we won, guys! <laughs> yeah, we'll take we it. Like, <laughs> just no. a, a brief rundown of their race weekend. Race one, double DNF. Race two, one DNF, but the race win. Like... <laughs> How do you even describe and, that? And pole. Is that good? Pole in the first race. Yes, pole in race one. <laughs> is is oh, that good? what a mess. I, I, I don't... I, it's I, like, I, it's, it's, some of it's good. Like, a, a quarter of it is good. Three quarters of, of it are a goose egg. <laughs> Amazingly, out of all of that, their drivers are fourth and fifth in the drivers' championship. And they're second in the team's championship by quite a margin to DS to Cheetah in third. Yeah, I think a lot has to do with that with the the opening two rounds in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Yeah, uh, they built a good foundation. It it could have been much worse. Yeah, don't don't yeah, get me they, wrong. They this, are fast. this is still pretty. This is still a little bad, but it could have been much worse. It could have been much worse, but you look at you look at Jaguar just keeps racking up the points, podiums upon podiums, and. Now they're out in the lead of the championship, both championships. Both championships. They have, their drivers are one and two, and they lead the Constructors' Championship now by 17 points. They have 82 points this year. They've scored points, more points, in the first four races of this season than they did all of last season. Granted, I really? think part of that helps that uh, they have two drivers that are proven commodities that are capable of scoring points. Sure. We love you, James Collado, but for some reason that just didn't work out. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I mean, Bird looks as good as he ever has. I know he's still a little bit on the over-aggressive side, but I think Bird is still as good as he's always been. He was, Evans is just all-round solid. He's more the victim of over-aggression rather than the, the the creator of it. Yeah. Uh, this weekend. He actually, he got injured by that uh, DeVries crash. He, uh, mm. he had a swollen hand. Mm. I think he got caught by the steering wheel as he made an impact with the wall. Ow. The old, the old, the old wrist bump. Never nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just can't get over this. How do you have three DNFs out of four cars and it still wasn't a terrible weekend? It's it's so strange, if you're the same. You've got to take, you've got to look at race one. Also, maybe the first weekend of the series when Nick DeFreeze pretty much grand slam the entire first yeah. race weekend. Or I say weekend in inverted commas. Um, and then Stoffel goes out and obviously barring the final lap sprint, Stoffel dominates race two. Mercs are probably the best team on paper right now for raw pace. Yeah. It certainly looks that way. Speed wise. Yeah. I think Van Dort's win and race in round four, the second race of this weekend really reinforced that. That if they yeah. can, that if they just keep it on the road, stay out of trouble, they should be the odds-on favorites to win the championship this year as we go further down the season. But then, but the problem for them doing that is that this is not Formula One. You don't just qualify if you have the fastest car one, two, and run away with yeah, it. Yeah, there's that old chestnut. Due to championship position, <laughs> due to championship position, um... Sometimes you're gonna get the the, the raw deal in qualifying, the and group one. you're gonna be in the middle of the pack. Yeah. And 
DeVries and Van Dorn have been a mixed bag, to say the least, when fighting other drivers. I worry about Nick in the, in the mid-pack. I think he's a bit rough around the edges still. Um, and that's not ideal. Like you said, it, like as, as King of the Tests with his Germany shirt, sometimes you can be put in the group of death. And sometimes there are casualties in the group of death. As, and I'm sure King can relate to this. You know? Yeah. Though, <laughs> mentioning the group of death, I think we should mention one of the other German teams, Audi. And mm. oh we, my we, God. we talk about Mercedes having maybe the fastest car. Audi also have a claim to, like, hey, maybe their car also might be one of the fastest cars oh. in the field. Yeah, all three of the German of the the German manufacturers have been very fast, but also completely incapable of having a clean run. I like how we yeah, just forgot uh, that there are four German manufacturers, and I think I know which one we're overlooking. <laughs> we're overlooking them because they're last. Which one could that possibly be? The one with the uh, the, the fan favorite, yeah. Um, My steering rack is mi- so the, tight. They only have. <laughs> they, they only have. They have one fan. And it's a small Scottish woman, and she's only a fan of the Andretti portion of the team. <laughs> I have no idea who you're talking about oh, here. None. But yes, yes, None. Audi Look, and um, Lucas DeGrasse. Audi are... <laughs> How do you throw away... Like, on pace, they're good, but they are right. a mess on track. Yeah. Lucas DeGrasse probably should have won race one. Powertrain failure yeah. Yeah. triggered the, the, the mess behind him. Well, they look great in race one. Precisely, hey, it was it was a drive shaft failure. So it wasn't like any. Yeah. It wasn't any of like the electrical components. It was a mechanical yeah. failure. It's the pa- yeah, powertrain in the whole powertrain. Yeah. It wasn't uh, Audi specific, but mm. I mean, Rene Rass went from twenty first to sixth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was. And then know. in race two, mm. <laughs> Degrassi. Degrassi uh, picks a fight, ends up dead. <laughs> Rene Rast pushes too hard, ends up dead. We're just playing all the, the classics this weekend. Whammy versus Degrassi, getting into it on track. It's just like old times in the Gen 1 car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, to say nothing of the third German manufacturer, Andre needs to tone it down a little bit. Pascal needs to tone it up a little bit. <laughs> Pascal overtook find somebody that... for the... <laughs> oh my god! Ring the church bells! <laughs> you know it's bad uh, pa- when... Pascal... Like, <sighs> honestly, like, for those who don't know, if you're in our Discord server, there's an event chat when we watch these motorsport events together. In race two, there was a good ten minute tirade from Cam Buckley about Pascal not being able to overtake anybody. It was glorious. He just sits there behind them watching their ass. <laughs> but the thing is, like, sort of, you know, in context, we go back, going back to race one, the last time Pascal Verlein tried to overtake someone, he, he hip-checked hip check Max Gunther into the wall. <laughs> well, he was driving a BMW, he deserved it. It was a. It wasn't even like it was an accident. It was a full blown rugby. No, no, it was just shoulder. Yeah, ball. fuck you. <laughs> one of those. One of those vengeance passes you see on F one twenty. This is like prime Scott. Wrong, you? Yeah, this is like prime Scott Stevens just dumping somebody on the open ice. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight in, hit yeah, check and, straight um, into the wall. Yeah, it was brutal. And uh, it's like, yeah, it's like, like Pascal the, can't the get Porsche, the balance right. Yeah, he, he either crashes into them on the way by or just sits behind them. He had an excellent overtake in race two to take the lead. Yeah. And then when he got into a fight with Stoffel, just got caught napping like three times. Got caught napping by Alec got behind, behind Alex Sims on the on the safety car restart in race one as well. Yep. I'm like, G- G- I was like, Jesus Christ, Pascal, huh? that's a rookie mistake. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, I, I rate Pascal very highly, but he's got to cut errors like that out because that's just Silly. it's it's rookie. It's a rookie mistake, as you said. It's being asleep at the wheel. Lauderer is still on a points tally of zero. <laughs> Amazing. Despite being very fast, despite uh being up being front. able to catch and fi- being up front and being able to fight with yeah, Stoffel. You would figure that well, the old guy would be a, would be having the problem being too tentative, and the young guy would have the problem being too aggressive. And oh no, this is not the case. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone living would. Uh, give Andre Lauder the title of tentative. No. No. At any stage of his career. No. He always goes for it. I mean, as far as the incident with Van Dorn in race one, mm. they both, they played chicken with each other. Lauder put it into a gap that was probably borderline and Van Dorn turned in like he wasn't there. So... I just remember you play play that game. You're gonna win a play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I remember turning into race one because I joined in late. I saw that mm-hmm. unfold and I was just like, "I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No, honestly, the, the my first my first instinct when I saw that was, it's lap four, like. Why yeah, you're, would... you're, def- you're attacking like it's the first, like it's the last lap, and you're defending like it's the last it's, lap. It's like it's like the old MotoGP tradition of the code, where it's like you 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 save the block pass till the last two laps, not the third lap of the Grand Prix, where next thing you know you've got Lotterer going full send, front tires steaming into an apex. It was always going to be low percentage because he was he came from a long way back. Alpha Max and... Nova made a meme about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even previously to that, Van Dorn was going defensive against open air because Lauder wasn't near him yet. Yeah, and right. then yeah, in, it was just in, like really heavy-handed from both. Like of them. in our in our group chat, I was we were like, wait, why is why is Stoffel being so defensive? And then next corner, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, because he got an awful. He he took a shallow line in, got an awful run off the corner, and opened himself up to a. A, a dive bomb for the ages. Yeah, and just both of it. Just it all unnecessary. Of, like, all of it. Stoffel was living in the mindset of the MotoGP team putting out the sign saying, oh, Lauder is only zero back. What? <laughs> Good reference, King. Good reference. I like that. Excellent reference. You'll, like, he's still scorned by Paulus Margaro at KTM at Asteria last year. With a ball that read 0.0. He, my, my, my man is deep in his oh. feelings. Like, the, should we get some Drake on for you, King? Is that it? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you deep in your feelings? Uh, bye. 
Look, ne- like next time. Say that without crying. <laughs> next time we'll find the point two sign for the pit board just in case. Um, no, but uh, all of it just seems so unnecessary. Like Lotter attacking, Van Dorn defending, crunch time at that corner. Um, Lotter came off the better for it on track position because Van Dorn had to wait for the pack to get out of the way. The stewards. I think they were trying to basically balance the books by giving Lotterer a five-second time penalty. Because on track position, he came off way better than Van Dorn. I think Lotterer came back in like sixth. Yeah. And then Van Dorn was like yeah. lower midfield, like 15th or something like that. Um, so I think the stewards... I think that was a bit of a make-up call by giving Lotterer a five-second yeah. time penalty, which I think was, I think was fine. Like I, 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 I think it's yeah, a bit I more balanced than that. It. But given how the result ended up, I think that was fine, personally. Um, didn't have a particularly big problem with that. Um, the second There's big one... Lots of aggression through the rest of the field. Yeah, like we had Ollie Roland, who I swear at one point was trying to literally murder someone by dive-bombing everywhere onto that... Just after the the big um, sweeping uh, town he square. He thought it was 2006 pin. Valentino Rossi. Yeah, just just yeet everywhere, and you, you, it was just put, it was ridiculous. Like both Nissans were um, out there um, with the red mist during this weekend, and what we saw in race two with Wemi on Lucas Degrassi. Now we all know these two have history, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. I don't think they're. Go- I don't think Lucas is going to invite him to any Robo race meetings anytime soon. Um, these two had history in the LMP one class. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, let, let alone now. And uh, the next chapter of that book was written during race two. Uh, and to be fair, we didn't actually get a lot of decent camera angles on this one. It was kind of a, a, a strange one because I think in real time... Not we, until late. Not until later on did we get the full picture of what happened. But it seems that Wemmy basically hit Lucas of the old sweeping chop block. Yeah. Um, and threw it fade. Yeah, because uh, pretty much the way to see seemed... Longest straight of the track, the the uphill run towards Piazza Gandhi, and Lucas like Lucas Agrassi, he's he's already set up the defensive line. He's already on the inside. He already moved in. Mm. Buemi is chasing him up the straight. Tr- like he's in the slipstream. He knows he could make a move, and it looks like he pulls out to make the the overtake. After he's made contact with with Degrassi already, he waited far mm, yeah. too late and ended up turning Degrassi. They just misjudged the gap. Yeah, he misjudged the gap and turned Degrassi straight into the wall. <laughs> yeah, it looked like a it looked like a burnout takedown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old slam to the side, trying to box him in, and that's what it looked like. And Degrassi came off worse for it. He was in the wall and. Lucas leaves Rome looked, uh, with no points whatsoever. Would have better in an inferno van. Oh, yeah, it, it would. It, yeah, it probably would have done as it goes. Uh, Lucas not best pleased. Um, I thought it was a bit rich when he, uh, when he was in the car saying, "Oh my god, what is it with these aggressive moves?" And I was like, "Lucas, Lucas, uh, <laughs> you can't really talk well, on this throwing, one, buddy. You're throwing some mighty big stones from that glass house." Yeah, but I mean, the thing but, is, the thing is, after that one, incident, uh, after that incident. And later on in that same race, 
we got another massive accident down the same street. Yeah, we did. This is the one that ended race yeah, two. Nick DeVries on Sandbird and Oliver Rowland getting two bird stoned at the same time. I believe Jack Nichols called it a bird sandwich. <laughs> Beautiful. Sandwich. And, and no, this is this what. is not. For, I don't know what this is not Formula E's attempt at jumping in the chicken sandwich wars of this day. Mm. Yeah, where I, I don't know if Nick DeVries was spending a lot of time on on i racing, but run down the Piazza Gandhi, bird rolling side by side. There's some room on the inside. DeVries got one hell of a run, and he's like, "I'm a dive bomb in the corner." <laughs> Well, I have no idea what he was thinking. It was a... Forget low percentage move. It was a no percentage move. Zero. It was minus two. Yeah. It was was a... We've seen it a little bit this year. DeVries just... He's got to tone it down. Because... It's it's just unnecessary. The speed's always there. He's he's certainly a championship contender, but he's got to cut out those mistakes. Yeah, it yeah. was. It he's, was. He's better than what he displayed in that yeah. race. Mm, def- definitely. Yeah, that that you can't go free wide into the apex of that corner. It's it's not happening. Forget about it. It's it's a zero percentage move. All three get clattered. Bird actually injured himself from the steering wheel impact. Had a pretty sore hand afterwards. The old steering wheel to the hand injury, which we all hate. You know, force feedback and all of that. Never fun. Um. Roland, I guess that was almost karmic justice for all the dive bombs he'd attempted over the course of that weekend. Um, mm. The racing gods did not shine um, on Ollie Roland at the end of race two, and Nick DeFries was, was in your classic case of last last lap yeet mode, uh, essentially on that yeah, one. Yeah, uh, five place, five place grid penalty for the next event as a result. Oof, that's nasty. And, I'd and, say that one's pretty well earned. And. Yeah, pretty much, and that's doubly nasty given how we know that Nick the Free struggles with traffic, and now he's got uh, at best, he's going to be starting sixth next time round at Valencia. Um, good luck with that. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, not great at all for Mercs, but also kind of great for Mercs. This is weird. Uh, again, this is still really, what, what, really What the weird. Cinnamon Toast fuck is Mercedes? I don't know, okay? We've come full circle that we just don't know what this works because they have the fastest car, they're also a goddamn hot mess. The German manufacturers across the board can't seem to get all their ducks lined up in a row. And Jaguar leads the championships. Both championships. Yeah. The first time Jaguar has led a championship since 1991 on the world stage. Well, I, I do think it is important to mention that you know, even with all these incidents bringing out the safety car, we had safety car starts. We had a lot of running behind the safety car this yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, we we had weather um, at the start of both races, and both mm-hmm. races got underway under safety car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's just say where they put the starting grid and how turn one is laid out, just as we you know just talked about uh, in the dry. Turn one at a race start would have been dubious. In the wet, impossible. 
No luck. Mm. No, no, no chance. No chance. Full speed into a ninety degree corner. Yeah, that that's no. You can't. It's bad enough when they're going through there in the dry at full racing speed. It can get tetchy in the wet first lap of a race. Forget it. No way. Yeah, so uh, already aggressive enough. Yeah, so we ended up with both races over the weekend starting behind the safety car, and I think after the first race, a bunch of the drivers wanted the the grid to be moved so they could be a standing start but obviously that's not feasible to just move a race grid yeah that's yeah should take the racing grid and push it somewhere else push push Transponder Nightmare 101 right there. You don't want those problems. Oh, no, Um, it's not even talking about transponder, just infrastructure, because, like, there's someone, you know, on a gantry overlooking the track, and you have to move that whole thing. Yeah, just gotta gotta lift it and put it somewhere else. Where's Patrick when you need him? (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, and uh, besides that, I think, which race did we end up getting a green-white tracker? The the one where Nato... Race, race, two, two, race, two, race two, which we got in effect a green white checkered finish. Uh, Dormanato finishes with double zero, gets DQ'd. A bunch of other drivers were real close to zero too, and I think it was uh, Susie Wolf, obviously because Nato is one of her drivers, and uh, she was you know one of the biggest issues that she brought up is because the restart was so late in the race, and they do energy deductions after. Uh, yeah, after the safety car period set by the like the teams were caught out by how much the power was reduced by and how little time they had yeah, to, to reach we didn't find out that we didn't find out how much energy they had reduced until like a quarter of the way through the final lap because yeah. we thought they were like they were in great shape suddenly it reduces and oh oh he's below 1% uh, and so, there's ooh. still most of a lap to go yeah and pretty much the point she brought up is like the the teams were informed far too late about how large the reduction would be. So teams who thought they were fine on energy weren't and had to drastically reduce speed. Some teams, like obviously, you want to slow down to conserve energy, but you don't want to lose positions on track. Especially in the final lap yeah. of a race. Um, yeah, and as a result, uh, Nada was able to keep third. Ahead of Verline, and then lost third ahead of Verline. Yeah, yeah. Um, that and the fact that was uh, he the only one disqualified. Yes, Nano was the only one disqualified because I think uh, he was the only person who you know go back look at the telemetry because the TV graphics can be slightly off a bit because yeah, again yeah. we only get we only get the first place after the decimal point. Uh, telemetry goes a lot farther than that, so they could see who really was through all of their energy a zero, lot. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, like, we're now going to describe it as a double zero and then an absolute zero for <laughs> the telemetry we can't see on the timing tower. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the Kelvin stat, um, we'll, we'll call it on this one. But, yeah, like I said, Nato, very unfortunate. I mean... I mean, King, do you know how they... Like, do they work this out before one? Or the stewards just pick a number? Is like, is, is is there some set policy on this, or, or did it just wing it a little bit? On uh, this? I, I don't know what the process is. So, I bl- I forget how the equation is, but it is per like it is uh, kilowatt hour per minute 
behind the safety car, but right. I don't know what the exact number is. And of course, you could you could fudge the numbers a bit, like how you know referees do in stoppage time in football, where it's like round you could say you, you could round it up, round it down. So there is a bit of leeway. So it is hard, but it it, it is. <laughs> it is a semi hard number. That threw them off a little bit. Yeah, I think something that threw them off a little bit as well is uh, coming to the the restart on the final lap. Stoffel Van Dorn made sure it was the final lap yep. because he slowed the field down so much that the timer ran out and got he got the white flag. I think that may have caused the system to take another theoretical lap away. No, no, because it's 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 time based. So it's time. It, so it, 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 they would have been in major trouble, like most of the grid, if there it was, was a two-lap two finale. Everyone's disqualified two- for oh. energy overuse. Could you wins. imagine? Could you imagine if it was a two-lap finish? Oh boy! Because <laughs> the thing is, like most of the teams, like obviously. That was the predictable part. They knew how slow Van Dorn was going and that he wasn't going to make the line. So up until that point, they're like, okay, we know we have this much distance left. We have this much energy. Might as well just push. And then suddenly the reduction comes in. Oh, snap. No, no, no. (laughs) No, abort mission. Abort mission. Um, Yeah, that that was was bonkers. Uh, Like... It's got to feel. A, if I feel a bit bad for Norman on that one, I mean, it does look like Venturi genuinely had the rug pulled out from underneath them a little bit. Um, when you've got basically, when you're only finding out basically thirty seconds into the final lap of the race, oh snap! You've actually basically got no energy left. It's a it's a raw hand, but you know, unfortunately, it's the same for everybody. And uh, yeah. They just weren't good on their batteries compared to everybody else, and that is a real unfortunate one. But uh, yeah, darn shame. Formula E will be back, I believe, in Valencia next time round. Yes, Valencia, and yes. is rather soon. If we're if we're watching this on release, it should be literally this weekend. Sweet. Yeah. April twenty fourth um, and twenty fifth. An actual. Uh... An actual purpose-built racetrack. It's gonna be Indeed. it's gonna be interesting to see how they lay it out. Indeed, we also got full confirmation today as well that we're actually racing on pretty much the full Monaco Grand Prix layout this year with the um, old Sandvart. Yeah, not the, the old Sand, but the old old Sandvart. Yep. Oh yeah. We, we don't have to worry about pit exits here. Just you want to use the whole turn, you can use the whole turn. The whole turn. All the real estate. Someone call Mahavir Ragunathan. Uh, no, no, no. You, I, I will cut your cord. Um, no. <laughs> we are not doing that. But uh, yes, Monaco, we're going to be getting the full Grand Prix layout of Monaco as well. And everybody put your fucking stopwatches down. Do not compare them to Formula One times, for God's sake. You fucking anoraks. Enjoy some motorsport, for God's sake. Uh, I, I want to get that one out there now, because inevitably people will start doing this as a reason to have more F1 superiority complexes. I'm, I'm, I'm nipping that shit in the bud from now, okay? I'm, I'm not stand for this. That's the way to be. Any, uh, anyway, quick look at the championships before we get out of Dodge. Drivers-wise, the bird is still the word. He leads the Drivers' Championship with 43 points. As mentioned, it is Jaguar 1 and 2. I still can't quite believe I'm saying that. Mitch Evans is second on 39 points. Robin Frins 
quietly going about his business in third with 34. He's one point ahead of the two Mercedes, who we still don't quite know how they're here either. Stoffel Van Dorn on 33, Nick De Vries on 32, as is Pascal Verlein on 32. Um, once again, he's on the tiebreaker with Nick DeFries, but once again, he can't overtake anybody, so of course he's behind Nick. Even but Verlein's the only guy... Please, just start overtaking people, Pascal. Please! <laughs> you know what? He's got points in all four races so far. Yeah, very few people can say that. Nobody right. else can say that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we have four races... We are four races down in a championship that has 25 points for a win and four for a pole position, and the championship leader has 43 out of a possible, what, 112, I think? I mean, Jesus! Uh, <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> Math! Survival of the uh, surviving. Right. Like, that should be some perspective for you right now. You've had four Grand Prix, and, 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 it's, and it's, the, it's, it's the same point system as Formula 1 in its basic form. And Sam Bird has the championship lead with 43 points. That just sums it up right there. In the Constructors' Championship, Jaguar, again, we can't believe we're saying this, lead the way with 82 points. It's almost as strange as Mercedes in second with 65. It's almost even stranger as DSGT to the reigning champs are on 46 and are already 36 points off the lead. They've got some work to do there. Um, Envision Virgin Racing on 37, then Porsche on 32, and then Venturi on 31. Could you imagine what that extra Norman Nato podium would have done? It would have let them all the way up to friggin' third. Um, Just that... imagine if Andre Lauder could score anything. <laughs> it's a one-car team! Right, it's literally a one-car team. Not the one points... car we... It's not the one car we thought it would be. The complete opposite. The but complete you, you know, the, the craziest part about this is that they're right behind Virgin, and Virgin only have two points finishes this entire season out of eight starts. Oh, it's everyone it's everyone tripping over their own dicks except Jaguar. Who, Jack by the like, way, going into this weekend had only scored podiums or DNFs. Word to Jimmy Broadman. <laughs> Win it or bin it. <laughs> The, 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 the Leeds United of Formula E, we, we don't do draws around here. We're either winning or we're getting stuffed. There is, there is no middle ground on this one here. So it's, it's win it or bid it all the way. The Lorenzo Baldessari of doing things. Oh, what a hot mess. Like I said, Formula E will be back in Valencia probably this time this weekend by the time you're listening to this show. There'll be more on that in probably about a week and a half, two weeks' time. So we can look forward to that one. By then, this network will have a number of episodes beginning with a free, which is a terrifying thought for everybody involved. Um, <laughs> what a school project. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a grown man now, with a beard. Like, well, I don't really... Call, I can't really call this a beard with King next to me, because he is actually fucking grows and shit. Mine's just patchy. It just doesn't work. Um, but it's, it's the one superiority he's got over me besides his terrible shirt. <laughs> it's got... We, we have to balance the book somewhere, King. I have the cool hoodie. You have the cool beard. You can't have it both ways. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's 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 nature. Anyway, <laughs> let's get out of here. Before we get out of here, let's 
General housekeeping one more time. YouTube.com forward slash motorsport101 or on Facebook.com forward slash motorsport101 or on Twitter at motorsport underscore 101. Our Twitter handles at Harrison101HD, at Ryan Eric King, at RJ O'Connell, and at CBuckley917. We're on Instagram at motorsport101pod. Um, and you can follow us on financially if you want to back us there on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash motorsport101. $5 gets you early access to all the audio versions of the show. You can upgrade to the $10 version for the video versions and you get the ability to listen to these episodes live as they're being recorded unlisted on youtube as well as being in the supporters club of our discord server as well deep breath <laughs> and yep we can all, you can get all that information and more on motorsport101.com thank you very much everyone who's backed us on there we'll be back next week with three shows Free, um, in what I genuinely think could be the biggest weekend of motorsport in 2021. This is huge. We have Formula One at uh, at Imola. We have MotoGP and the Mark Marquez return at Portimao, and we have IndyCar season opener at Barber as well. All of them will be reviewed on separate episodes in the next week or so. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be carnage. They'll probably all end up We're being doing. four out of ten races besides MotoGP because that's how the racing gods just like to fuck with us. But we we'll have three episodes. You know what that three is for? It's for Dale. I'm getting my second shot on April 29th. You know who would have turned 70 years old on April 29th? Dale. <laughs> kind of I'm ironic. Vaccinating for Dale. Kind of ironic considering I'm getting vaccinated with uh, Mark Martin's former sponsor. No, I am not getting injected by Agra. Stop asking. <laughs> of course, RJ would drop that comment on a recording on what we call National Horny Day. No, you, you didn't know, have everyone. to mention it. You didn't have to mention it. was too big an open goal not to mention. And on that note, we're getting the hell up out of here before Cam starts showing his little Buckley. Until then, I've been Andre Harrison. They've been Ryan Eric King. Little Buckley's still bigger than Big Harrison. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good, Good night, everybody. <laughs> Later, y'all.